leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Fun Never Ends Podcast with Metalhead Nelson. Hey, welcome to the Fun Never Ends Podcast. I am Metalhead Nelson. Sorry about that. We had a little technical difficulty in the last one, but got that all switch- situated now. I got two special guests with me for this Eddie Van Halen tribute that I'm doing. I've got Randy and Troy from Ouch, You're On My Hair podcast. That's it. You got it, man. Ouch, You're On My Hair. The podcast and radio show. <laughs> I'm Randy and uh, Troy. Say hello. Hello, I'm Troy. <laughs> well, What's I, was, up? I was listening to your guys' podcast and it sounds amazing. I absolutely love it. And so, oh well, thanks, man. We appreciate that. We uh, we've actually listened to some of the stuff you've done, some of your interviews and stuff, man. You rocking too, brother. You got it going on. <laughs> thanks, man. Um, would you like to throw out a little plug for your show? Sure, I'll, I'll go ahead. So, Outro on My Hair, the podcast and radio show, it's uh, it's actually two different things. The podcast is every single Monday, and we're on everywhere that you download or streamline your podcast. So, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, Google Play, uh, Podomatic, Podbean, you name it, we're on it. Just look up Outro on My Hair, uh, the podcast. Normally, we try to get an interview with uh, one of those guys or gals that have made the music that you love, whether it's heavy metal or rock and roll. And if we can't get a interview then we always will do something fun like maybe we'll play a game uh we have a game what's called you can't play this where we will uh we'll give you a band we'll give you three songs by the band and you have to take one of those songs that we give you off the band set list and you have to pretend it's the first time you ever seen the band live what makes it difficult i will tell you it's not easy um as far as the radio show that is every single thursday and we bring you either 11 or 12 bands if we can get an interview with one of the bands we'll go with it and it'll just be 11 bands two songs by the interview band and they're bands that you may not be well aware of but they're up and coming or they're they've been around for a while just not well known and i'll tell you what it keeps me hopping and uh that's it. Troy, you go ahead and tell them a little something. Well, I am the sidekick, and when Randy's interviewing people, I'm sitting there being the fanboy, and that's kind of <laughs> how it goes. <laughs> but it's pretty cool. We've been friends a long time, and we just enjoy doing this. You know. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. It's what? like the calls. We used, to, we used to call each other on the phone and just talk about music, and so now we just record it when we do it. Yeah. And so we still don't get paid. <laughs> oh man! So, someday, someday. Right. I'm sure you guys will, man. I know we all will. It's a, it's a, you gotta love podcasting and radio. Oh, too. I love it. So, so um, yeah, this is something that I wanted to do. The world lost one of the greatest guitar players of all time, Eddie Van Halen. Um, it was very sad a couple of weeks ago and I wanted to hear people's stories about the show and I remember about Eddie and bringing up uh, Randy and Troy and I wanted to hear Troy's story of uh, on lawful carnal knowledge tour that you guys went to camp out for tickets you can't really camp out these days it's just a damn shame man well those days are gone but yeah that was that was a lot of fun it was in uh like November of 91, because the concert was in February. So we drove down. It was about an hour and a half drive. Spent the night out in front of the Myriad in Oklahoma City. Uh, it was it was pretty cold, so we brought along some hot chocolate or coffee or something to drink to keep us warm all night long. And uh, the next morning, about 7 o'clock, all these people showed up, and they all had line passes. And we were like, what's a line pass? What's that all about? And it just meant that they got to get right in front of us. So that was a little unfair, but we had a guy with us that bought one of those line passes for like 20 bucks. So we ended up with good seats and 
got to go. That was the first time I saw Van Halen. I saw him on their two uh, reunion tours with uh, with David Lee Roth. But this one, this one was with Sammy, and they had had Alice in Chains opening for him for the tour. Oh, wow! But then by the time they got to Oklahoma City, they did, they didn't have Alice in Chains with them. So we got to see Baby Animals open for him. <laughs> yeah, I saw him with Alice in Chains in Jacksonville, Florida, on that tour. Baby animals? Who's that? <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was a good show, man. It was cool. It was it was good to get to go see him. You know, everybody wanted to go see Van Halen. So, yeah. hello, baby. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh man! You know, I actually bought a ticket to see uh, Van Halen about. Uh, what was it? It was the first tour that they did back with uh, Wolfgang and Alex and David, and they did that first run of the tour. Sadly, when, when I heard Sammy Hagar and The Circle were touring, I ended up selling that ticket, so that was the one with Kenny mm-hmm. Wayne Shepard on the tour, so I never got to see Eddie. I got to see Sammy mm-hmm. multiple times, but... Yeah, um, yeah that's cool. Um, I want to hear about your favorite top five Roth era songs and Sammy songs and if you could throw in a Gary Sharon song which that's a trick question because I don't even know <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. you know it's funny uh, I'll get to Gary Sharon in a second so um, Roth I mean this is hard because I could tell you with David Lee Roth I'm, I'm, I've always been a David Lee Roth guy I'm mean, nothing against Sammy I love Sammy I, I've actually seen Van Halen twice with Sammy I uh, never got to see him with Roth unfortunately wish I had um, but I mean I've got nothing against you know either singer it's just to me it's two it's, it's two separate bands and uh, and that's okay it's still great bands both yeah. are extremely good bands um, I will tell you for David Lee Roth Ask me tomorrow, my number one and number two songs are going to switch. Um, but I'll tell you, at number five, Ain't Talking About Love, one of my favorite songs by Van Halen. Um, it's just it, it's just that whole guitar part at the beginning just is so intriguing to me, the whole song. Number four, Dirty Movies. I just love that song. Uh, it's just It's got that full brown sound that Eddie is known for, the guitar. Third, Jamie's Crying. I mean, I love Alex's drums in that, and I like that... And I just love the guitar. I love the vocal, everything. Number two for today, and it'll switch tomorrow, but number two today would be Panama. And number one, Hear About It Later. I just love to hear about it later. That's one of my. That's always been one of my favorite songs by Van Halen uh, with David Lee Roth. Now, as far as Sammy, um, I will tell you, number five would be Top of the World. Uh, I think it's a great song. Great. Uh, and it just truly the two of those guys just jailed when they were when they were friends and buds they were making great music number four can't stop loving you um i love the whole concept of the song i love the lyrics everything about it uh number three finish what you started man that that (laughs) guitar riff by eddie is just unbelievable number two uh would be Amsterdam. I, I, I spent a lot of time in the Netherlands, um, and so that song when I first heard it, I was like, "Oh, this is great!" Because I mean, I know the area, I know, I know the bullfrog. Not that I ever went in there and did anything, but I've been into bullfrog. But I, I do know that whole area. Number one, my favorite Sammy Hagar song with Van Halen has always been "Summer Nights." I just, I love everything about it the video when it first came out the live without a net vhs tape that came out back in the day was just phenomenal as far as gary sharon goes i had van halen three i had that album and i tried really hard to get into it but i just never could get into it and a couple years ago i actually put it back on again it's not a bad album it's just not van halen it's it's the lead singer from Extreme with Eddie Van Halen playing guitar and Alex on drums. It's just it just doesn't do it for me, and I hate it because I love Gary Sharon. I love Extreme. I mean, I can tell you when I saw Extreme at the uh, tribute to Freddie Mercury to concert, mm-hmm. they blew it away with their with their melody of uh, of Queen songs medley. Sorry, not melody medley. I'll get the word out. Troy will tell you I can't talk, but that's that's. Yeah, I'll let him say his songs now. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so it's it's hard for me to make lists like this because they're they change so much for me. But um, I would have I'll wait on mine, and a lot of that is because I found out 
just a few years ago that Michael McDonald helped bring that song together, and really? I thought that was really cool. You know, um, I would pro- I would have Jamie's crying. Um, let's see, I'd have Running with the Devil. I'd have Jump. Um, I know a lot of people think Jump is overrated, but I I don't care. I like that one. I love it. Too. <laughs> and then yeah, would- yeah, a lot of people think that about you too, dude. <laughs> and then I would have uh, "In the Cradle Will Rock" because I, you know, I, I love that one. Because <laughs> yeah, you'd be messing with the other eight Ballardins. <laughs> <laughs> no, because have you seen my grades? <laughs> have you seen Junior's grades? <laughs> so for uh, for Sammy songs, um, I'd have "Finish What You Started." Um. Man, it's hard to think of these, you know, off the uh, off the cuff like this. Um, I would have uh, when it's love. You know, I like a, I like a little slow song now and then. <laughs> Great song. Uh, a little bit, little, little bit quiet. You know. Um, dang, dreams would probably be my number one. Same here. Uh, They're all good though. And that's only three, right? Yeah. Uh, I would put uh, Why Can't This Be Love. Did I already say that one? No, you didn't. I don't know. Okay. Um, and Best of Both Worlds. Great selections. Both of you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but but I could, like I said, man, they're almost interchangeable. I could change this list up and, you know, I left Pound Cake off of there. Pound love cake. that song. <laughs> you know, I just yeah, love, I love my baby's Pound Cake. <laughs> wow. wow. I, I do too, man. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I'm gonna throw out my list of songs for you. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear what you got. Number five. Let me just I, ask you before you start, yeah. Nelson. How old are you, man? I'm 33, man. Okay, see, so I'm 51. Troy's like uh, 72 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you the first time I got into Van Halen. The first time I actually heard Van Halen was actually in a clip of Dreams. I was a big Power Ranger fan back in the day, so when they released that Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, they used Dreams at the very end of the of that through the ending credits as well. Nice. And I bugged the hell out of my cousin to take me to Blockbuster Music and pick up a <laughs> copy of the soundtrack. Dreams was on there. I used to listen to that song religiously. Every awesome. Yeah. Now it's still a favorite. I still blast that in my car, roll the windows down and just crank it. Nice. Nice. So Yeah, what's on your list, man? Alright. Number five, I've got DOA. Nice. And I got Woman in Love too. Romeo's Delight. That's another mm. Yeah, okay, very good. Unchained, that's going to be another one on there. Um, Let's see. I'm going to go with uh, I'll Wait as well, and then uh, I'm going to go with Top Jimmy. Top Jimmy sings! Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Jimmy! Top Jimmy, he's the king. (laughs) Then, we used to play that. Troy had a Zephyr back in high school, uh-huh. and uh, we used to ride around in that Zephyr. And we had a—he didn't have a CD player, and so we'd we'd bring. He had a boombox, and, uh, <laughs> and and of course, you know, he was one of the first ones to drive amongst all of us. And uh, so it'd be like four or five of us in the car, and uh, the boombox had to be in the back seat, so that way everybody could enjoy it. And I, that got blasted a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it did oh, indeed. I'm going to have to go back and listen to everything now. <laughs> I know. Same here. Yeah. You bring up these songs and it's like, oh, yeah. So number five for the Sammy era, I got Runaround. <clears throat> and yep. then um, I've got, man, a lot of the songs come from uh, uh, 5150. 5150 itself, actually. Mm-hmm. Inside, I love that song. Dreams, Summer Nights. I can go on. Yeah. Best of both yeah. worlds. Even Cobble Wobble. Let me take you down. Cobble Wobble. Good stuff. Well, you know, it's funny. I, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that Eddie passed away. Um, and 
I'm a guitar player, and so, so of course, I. you know, uh, I can't emulate Eddie any, by any stretch of the means. Um, and most of my guitar heroes, I can't, and that's what makes them my guitar heroes is I can't touch them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will tell you, Troy will tell you, uh, here's here's what Van Halen meant to to us. Our original logo that we had for this podcast when we first started it, and we we used this logo for about two years. Uh, we just changed it last year. Was the action Frank uh, the actual Frankenstein guitar? And so we had that logo, and it said "Out you're on my hair." And we have business cards, we have shirts, and it has that guitar on it, that red and white, you know, Frankenstein guitar. Yeah. I actually owned all the way up until two days before Eddie passed away. I had the 5150 shoes uh, that I bought off the uh, Van Halen news desk website. And they finally, the soles on them had finally just worn out because I'd used warm so much. I actually, we had interviewed uh, the guitar player for Firehouse, uh, Bill uh, Leverty. And I was telling him, he was talking about Eddie Van Halen. And I said, it's funny you talk about him. I'm wearing his shoes right now. And, and so I sent him a picture of it after the interview. And then I realized the shoes were bad, so I threw them in the trash. And then, you know, a couple days later, bam, Eddie passed away. And Troy's like, dude, I was like, I know. I feel really bad. I threw those shoes away. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'd be upset about it, too. Jeez, those are good shoes. Uh, Hard to come across, I think, now unless you really go through his website or go through somebody to find it ebay probably yeah well and for yeah all, those shoes are out of stock and so i've looked to try to get them replaced a couple times and my size i just i got this big old foot and uh <laughs> yeah, they got them now anyway man yeah they, they're they gone around, they'd be in demand for sure yeah well let me ask you since we since you asked us about our list and stuff let me let me ask a question to both of you guys i all actually right. uh brought it up today i was listening to trunk nation and i was successful in getting calling in which was pretty cool and so i asked eddie trunk this question i'll ask you guys since you guys just gave your top five uh van halen songs um both with david lee roth and sammy if the roles were so switched and you had sammy hagar singing on the first six van halen albums would that change, you think, the songs that you chose? Or do you think that it would all be about the guitar and not so much the vocal? I'm going to let Troy start off with this one. Okay, so if it was the same singer, you mean? like for? Well, like let's say on your, your David Lee Roth songs, you said Jump. If that was Sammy Hagar singing it instead of David Lee Roth... Would that change any of your top five songs, do you think? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it might. I, I, I can't lie to you. It might change some of it because they both have different styles. You know? um, I think we've talked about this before, and it was like um, when it was David Lee Roth, it was all about the sex. And then when when uh, Sammy came on, it was more about the love. You know, it's just it's just a it's a little bit there's just a little bit different, you know. David Lee Roth, great 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 showman frontman. Um, Sammy Hagar, he's a great frontman too. Um, great singer. Um, so I I think it would change some just because of the. You know, some songs need a little bit more sleaze to them than maybe what Sammy can give to it. Or maybe it needs a little bit more, uh, needs to be a little bit tamer than what uh, David Lee Roth would be able to to put on it. You know? They just, but they both put their own kind of different shine on a song. So yeah, I think it, I think that it might change it. I would say yes. They bo- would... They'd all have great guitar though, that's oh, for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't changing the guitar player, right? Hell no. 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 We ain't changing anybody else in that band. <laughs> I, honestly, I would say yes, because it would be hard for me to hear, uh, like, Light Up the Sky or um, DOA or, or what was it? Uh, somebody Get Me a Doctor with Sammy. I don't think I can hear Sammy sing that. It's got Ross, got that vibe that can do that and i don't think roth can really sing dreams or why can't this be love or best of both worlds even summer nights well you know it's funny you mentioned gary sharon earlier and when they toured with gary sharon 
mm-hmm. you know, that was the first time they brought out some of the older Van Halen songs that they had not done since David Lee Roth. And you mentioned Nelson Romeo's Delight. Yeah. That was like the second song on the set list, um, second or third song. And Gary Sharon killed Romeo's Delight when he sang it. And so the thing was, I think when they got Gary Sharon in the band, they were looking for the little bit of sleaze mm-hmm. of David Lee Roth. But like Troy said, they were looking for the guy that can bring the love too, which Gary Sharon can because of his vocal skills and ability. He could he could actually do the Sammy stuff, but he could also do the Dave stuff. But unfortunately, I think a lot of the problem with it was Eddie was obviously struggling seriously with some major substance abuse at the time. And it and it, it shows up in the videos, it shows up on the tour, and his playing ability was not what we were used to. Yeah. And so I think that's what made that band, you know, it just didn't work with Gary Sharon because of it. I think a clean and sober Eddie with Gary Sharon, mm, I think it might have turned some heads if they would have gave it another shot. Yeah. I think it would have changed a lot, especially in that reunion tour. Uh, I remember listening to a lot of uh, Sammy Hagar's um, audio book for Red, My Life in uh, in Rock. Mm-hmm. And I remember him talking about uh, Eddie when he was getting all loaded up and things that he would do, yeah. things he would say. So if you want to find out more, you got to read the biography. <laughs> right. Well, I read today on Blabbermouth that uh, Sebastian Bach was on Eddie Trunk, and Sebastian Bach said there was talk of when Sammy left. There was talk for half a minute of Sebastian Bach actually joining Van Halen uh, because of uh, Doc McGee. You know, he uh, he at the time was doing stuff with him or whatever, and they talked about bringing him in. So I just don't know how that would have worked out. I think uh, Eddie said, yeah, no, bro. <laughs> thanks, bro. But no, really thanks, bro. Do, but it's not a fit. It's not a fit at all. No, no, not at all. Everybody's then, coming no. out, man. Everybody's coming out of the woodwork now, saying, "Yeah, I remember when that happened." And uh, somebody, somebody called me and said Eddie wanted wanted to talk to me about it. You know, <laughs> you know? was that your cousin out in Oregon? Things just didn't work out. Uh, actually, huh? I read about. Uh, I read today about um, Steve Perry said something like that. Yeah, I really? saw something about yeah. that. I didn't really look into that yet. Wow, Steve Perry with Van Halen. That'd be something different, wouldn't it? Yeah. They... Oh, Panama, you <laughs> all alone. <laughs> talking about love (laughs) (laughs) oh man lying beside you can't finish what I started (laughs) 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 it happens to everyone once in a while (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, man ballad of the old man (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) I remember hearing something uh, a long time ago before I think it came up again. Uh, I guess during the end of the Roth era, Eddie had went to Gene Simmons and tried to audition to be in Kiss. How do you think that would have worked out if something like that would have happened? Never. <laughs> Never. That, no way. Here's not happen, man. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. All right, David Lee Roth. I mean, Troy so eloquently put it, man. David Lee Roth is a front man, and Troy and I have talked about on our podcast. We actually did an entire episode where we named a bunch of singers, and we tried to decide between the two of us was the person uh, a front a front man or front woman, or are they just a singer of a rock and roll band? Because there is a difference, um, you know. And there's nothing against somebody who's a singer in a rock and roll band. Versus somebody who's a you know the front person, uh, David Roth is a front person. If he would have joined Kiss, there is no way the ego that Gene Simmons has would ever have allowed anyone to have that amount of stage presence on there. Paul Stanley has a huge stage presence, yes, but it's controlled. Because Gene has his side of the stage, Paul has his. If you notice, you don't see Paul Stanley running around too much. He Not stays kind of in his area because that's, I think, how they keep people. 
People, we're going to do cold gin, people. <laughs> so, you guys want to sing? Yeah, I want to tell you a little story. <laughs> and I could not see David Lee Roth doing Kiss. First off, he ain't going to put the makeup on. He put that Kabuki makeup on, though, with all those tattoos he has now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he does. So. <laughs> So. He wore that makeup in uh, uh, what you call it when he came yeah, out with give me his, a, uh, <laughs> yeah, give me a glazed, glazed donut, donut <laughs> and a bottle of anything to go, go, go. <laughs> oh man! So, so yeah, it's just you know, it's funny. Uh, I think I was thinking about this earlier when I was thinking about you know when you'd send us the message talking about coming on the show, and I was thinking if I went up to twenty people. And I asked them, just random people I don't know, you know, even before Eddie Van Halen died. Yeah. Can you name five guitar players? I'd be willing to bet you out of those 20 people, I'd say 16 of them would at least have mentioned Eddie Van Halen as part of the five. I meant because everybody knew every everybody knows Eddie Van Halen. I meant there was just there's no one that did not know who he was. And you know, Jump would be the first song they if they're not a a metal fan or a rock yeah. and roll fan. Jump would be the first song they probably would say because everybody knows that song it gets played at stadiums, you know, in between uh, you know games or whatever or plays or whatever. So everybody knows that keyboard part. Oh yeah, but. You know, so that just speaks volumes from this kid who was born in the Netherlands, you know, comes to America with his family and his brother and speaks no English, is bullied because he doesn't speak English, you know, and then becomes this master of a guitar player and a, and also an extremely good keyboard and piano player that we never, ever got to really hear the true depths of what that guy could do on the piano. I'm hoping someday they open up that vault and all those video stuff he has in that 5150 studio comes out and we get to hear just massive amounts of Van Halen stuff for years to come. Oh, you know, man. Oh, man. Awesome. So, so we'll see what happens. I hope so. They were classically trained, so there's got to be some recording in within that studio, within that 5150 studio, um, with... Them playing something classical. Yeah, that'd be very cool to hear. Yeah. Well, he was recording. I remember reading because I used to read all the guitar magazines and stuff. And I, and, I, and I, they said he was always recording. And I remember, I don't remember what song it is, but on one of the Van Halen albums, you actually hear him plucking the strings on the inside of the piano. Mm-hmm. And that's like at the tail end of one of the songs, and it's kind of an instrumental thing. And you just hear him bling bling. I mean, just plucking the strings of the piano, playing something. And it's like, who does that? <laughs> so, and then puts it on that album. Talking. I think I know which song you're talking about, but it's not coming yeah. to me right now. Yeah, I believe it was so, on a Sammy Hagar era album. If I'm not mistaken. yeah, was it Bachnellium or something? I think so. Something like that. Yeah, just crazy, man. Yeah, no kidding. So, so. Oh, man. But, well, I, I'll tell you this much, man. I'm looking forward to uh, Wolfgang's album when it comes out. I mean, it, and I hope people understand it's it's not a Van Halen album. It it does have a guy who has the last name Van Halen, but it's going to be totally different than what everybody I think is expecting. And I hope they they give it its just due and listen to it for what it is that it's Wolfgang putting his stamp on music and do not try to compare it to anything that's of his father or even his uncle it's his music you know so i think he had a good, people he had a good teacher yeah he did very he true a very good teacher so um i've been wa- i watched this little video on uh on youtube and the house the child the childhood home of eddie and alex is all filled with in pasadena which is about 30 minutes west of me has all this Eddie Van Halen writing and memorabilia just as um, they mourn Eddie. And then where they're in that uh, rehearsal studio that they used to go to in Pasadena, that's all decked out. Somebody took chalk and really decked out the whole uh, sidewalk. Wow. Man, you ought to take a ride over there and check that out. I yeah, <laughs> one of these days. I got to find out where the hell that house is first. <laughs> right. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, let me let me ask you this guy this much, right? So you got the first uh, 
six Van Halen albums with David Roth. So you got Van Halen one, Van Halen two. Um, you've got uh, women and children. Um, women and children first. Uh, Diver down. Uh, Diver down. Fair warning. And then 1984. How would you? Uh, what would you say out of those six? What's What's your favorite Van Halen album? Ooh, that's a tough one. Or Honestly, what's your least favorite of the six? Let's start off that way. My favorite would be either the first or the last, and it it would be a toss up. I think either Van Halen or nineteen eighty four would be my favorite. I'd go with the first album. Yeah, I got to go with the first one because of the stamp of what it put on there. I could tell you my least favorite of the of the Roth albums would be Diver Down. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say too. I'd have Diver to Down. I'd have to agree on that one. My second one probably would be for me it would be women and children first because like I was telling you offline, uh, you know that was the first album I ever owned by Van Halen. It was because my sister had thrown it in the trash because she was going through a phase in her life. She was getting rid of all her rock and roll albums, and I went out the trash and grabbed it, and that became you know my favorite. Um, next, because I'm a guitar player, I'm going to put Fair Warning at number three uh, because it's just phenomenal guitar stuff on there. Then it's a toss-up. Uh, I probably would say 1984, then Van Halen 2, and then the least favorite would be Diver Down. Yeah, there's a lot There's a lot of good stuff on um, Fair Warning. I had a buddy of mine that uh, that went on, and when he would go on stage, him and his band would cover uh, So This Is Love. So... Nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. What about you, Troy? Would uh, like, what would be your number two, man? I mean, so if you've got a, if you're switching them up between '84 and uh, Van Halen one, what would be your number three then? My number three would probably be uh, Women and Children first, and then uh, Fair Warning, and Diver Down. Well, well, Van Halen two, then Diver Down, right? Uh, Van Halen 2, yeah, yeah, Van Halen 2, and then Diver Down, yeah. All right, so I'm going to go with, my first pick would be, at the top, uh, Van Halen. Um, I'm going to go Van Halen 2, this is for the second one. I'm going to go with um, 1984, and then... Of course, Diver Down is going to be last. Fair Warning is going to jump in there alongside uh, Women and Children First. Nice. You know, but here's the thing. No matter no matter what our list is of those six, you can put any one of them on right now, and we're all going to know the songs. That's, that just speaks volumes on how good those songs are. Because you could take a list of other albums by other bands and list like the first six albums, and you might name an album. And I'll be like, bro, I only know two songs off this album. I never owned it. I don't know anything. But all six of those, oh, yeah, I've owned them at one point or another, either on album, tape, CD. So, you know, or, or Troy had them all through Napster. <laughs> he had a, he had a, his, his login name was was eat me Lars <laughs> <laughs> I do what I want <laughs> oh man you guys are great yeah. that's oh, how we roll man, man. every awesome, week man. every week uh, you guys got yeah we're gonna have to in. get you uh, we'll have to get you on ours man let you uh we we one of our games is called war and uh we're always looking for a judge and so what Troy and I will do is uh we'll line up uh nine songs each Mm -hmm. and normally we uh we either have a topic like we might say okay all of Troy's songs have to be from 1986 all my songs have to be from 1987 and we'll line up nine songs and we'll give we'll tell each other what the songs are we just won't say what the order is and we won't tell the judge the order and of those nine songs one of them has to be a deep cut or a song that the average fan would not know Mm -hmm. um like the average Van Halen fan would not know Dirty Movies. A diehard Van Halen fan would know Dirty Movies, but that would be considered a deep cut. The other song of the nine you have to do is it has to be a cover. 
And so Troy and I will do this, and we're always looking for somebody to judge. So, Nelson, we're going to have to get you to come on, man, and be a judge. And we won't even let you pick the topic, man. Like, hey, all your songs have to talk about cars or planes or trains or whatever, and we'll line them up, and then we'll let you judge and try to decide. Because we can't never decide. We argue about what song is better. (laughs) And then that's when the judge comes into play. Sounds and by good, the way, no, you're looking forward. really good tonight. I just want to say, not that I'm trying to butter you up for the next time that you're the judge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, man. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show and sharing. And you guys rock. Check out Out You're On My Hair podcast and the radio show. That's right, man. You can check us out on Facebook at Ouch, Y-O-M-H. We're also on Twitter at Ouch, Y-O-M-H, and Instagram as well. And, of course, find us anywhere that you download podcasts or streamline your music. Just look up Ouch, you on my hair. We'd appreciate it if you follow us. Give us a listen. And, Nelson, I can speak on behalf of Troy and myself. Man, this was awesome, dude. Love coming on here spending some time with you and your awesome stuff that you're doing, man. And, uh We'll definitely reciprocate, dude, and anytime we can talk about Eddie Van Halen, we're not going to pass that up. Hell yeah, and I thank you guys for being on the show. I really appreciate it. It was a fun time, and I can't wait to be on your guys' show, man. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. That was cool. You guys have a great night. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. See you later. Later. So, I'd like to thank those guys for coming on and you know i'm gonna i'm gonna actually read a couple things from um uh well i have a friend named henry that wanted to share his story but he sent it to me on um messenger so i'm gonna go ahead and read it this is my friend henry uh evh was a big influence when i heard him in 79 I was still in the kiss, so I caught the year, caught it a year later. But once I heard eruption, I knew it was definitely hearing something I haven't heard before. My room was wall-to-wall kiss posters, including the ceiling. Uh, slowly but surely, it was fifty-fifty kiss and Van Halen, but mostly Van Halen pages from uh, uh, guitar magazines. I read everything Eddie was in. Was totally obsessed with his playing uh and mindset on how to achieve or at least was what influenced him practicing techniques i went on about uh two hours a day to six hours easily my first concert was fair warning which my sister drove me to Uh, she was very cool and even to even today i feel a little stuck or inspiration i listened to anything evh and his Phrasing always teaches me something. Eddie, I w- will always be part of my life. I went. I also went to the '83 US Festival and Monsters of Rock. Everything from then to the last uh, show at Glen Helen in 2015. Never thinking about it, that'll be the last time I seen him. Um, and yeah, that was a great story. And I've got a couple more stories. Um, that I'm going to play for you that I had people call in about. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play that right now so you can see. I I was trying to get at least 25 people, but this really did justice. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play it, and uh, here, here we go. Hi, this is Veronica. I'm from Catasauqua, Pennsylvania. Um, the first time I heard Eddie Van Halen play was when I uh, first heard Michael Jackson's Beat It. I was like seven years old, and I really didn't have like a certain taste in music or anything yet. Um, but when I heard that the solo, that was like, the first time music ever gave me goosebumps. Um, so, I mean, after that, I really ex- explored music a lot more. Um, and I still love all kinds of music, but, um, you know, I guess I can say that Eddie Van Halen was the reason I developed such a love for rock music, and um, that solo is still one of my favorite guitar solos to this day, just because it just reminds me so much of good times, I guess.
Sorry, guys. That was uh, one from my friend Veronica. Now here's one from my friend Tyler. Hi, Nelson. It's Dave Watson, the computer tech at your old elementary school calling. Um, I did have a story about Eddie Van Halen for you. I first heard Van Halen when I was about 12 years old, I think. A friend of my brother's was playing it in his car while we were driving around, and just the sound of it really had a big impact on me, the distorted guitar. So when I got back to school during the week, a friend of mine told me, how, oh, yeah, that's the band Van Halen, and that's an electric guitar that he plays. So I resolved then to take up the electric guitar. And uh, another friend of mine who was in the jazz band got me going on a guitar and was helping me learn to play. So down the road, I finished college and uh, returning from college, moved in with my father in Studio City. And lo and behold, one evening at the supermarket, there was Eddie Van Halen with his current wife, Valerie Bertinelli. So I gathered up the nerve to walk up to him and speak to him, and I got a chance to tell him how much his playing had influenced me by picking up the guitar and going through with the band. And he said, oh, don't tell me that. And uh, he signed one of those small paper bags with that they put the wine bottles in at the market. And uh, after that, we left. So he was very kind about being approached. Anyway, good luck with your podcast, and take care. Hey, Tyler Horn here from Azusa, California. Um, my story of Van Halen starts in Poly High School, actually. Um, growing up in Arcadia, I kind of had that um, passing the you know Van Halen kind of story with all the you know the boys being from that area, Michael Anthony from Arcadia, and whatnot, and Eddie, of course, from Pasadena. So I kind of grew up with the um, history of that. And uh, when I first listened to Van Halen, it was in High School. I got into rock and roll a lot, um, and I got this game, Guitar Hero, which I love. And um, they came out with a Guitar Hero Van Halen game. So I obviously, I knew who they were and what they were doing and what kind of music they would love. I love the music, love the era, love the background of it all. Well, what did me the most was when I heard um, Eruption. Obviously the big uh, swingering song from Mr. Eddie Van Halen, and uh, just a... Um, the amount of intricacy on each note when he played it, and it's just a it's a huge difference of tone and sound um, when he came out and he just rocked it like he just owned it, and he pioneered that sound. I mean, since I don't think anybody's came around to do that kind of thing since Hendrix probably. Um, you know, a few of those guys who created that kind of tone. Um, Page, of course, is one of them, but Eddie, man, Eddie was just um, and this is it. it's it's um a sad moment in rock history. It's an icon like Eddie. Um, he changed rock guitar forever, in my opinion. And um, we missed. So uh, that's my little Van Halen story, and I hope you enjoyed that. And take care. Have a good one. Bye. Hey, what's up, man? This is Scott uh, calling from Arlington, Texas. Uh, yeah, I have a little story. Just you know, my uh, you know my first memory of Van Halen uh, must have been around I don't know nine years old, so around 1983 ish. So I'm riding my big brother's car, and I hear what what sounds like a freight train horn, you know, gradually getting louder, followed by this thud, thud, thud. Thud, 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 thud. <laughs> then the meanest guitar riff I'd ever heard was immediately, I mean, I was immediately floored. I, I looked at my brother, and he was grinning ear to ear. I asked him, I said, what's this? And with a chuckle, he says, that's Van Halen. You know, it, it was, in fact, uh, running with the devil. And, uh, you know, now my brother had been introducing me to music, you know, since I could remember, you know, bands like Boston, Rush, Scorps, Maiden, et cetera. But this this was different. Uh, I hadn't heard anything like it. You know, the the, dy the dynamics, the tone, uh, 
aggressive way he attacked the, the guitar. It was it was unheard of, you know. And, and I was already interested in playing guitar, but but this was a game changer. It took me a few years to convince my folks to uh, finally get me a guitar, and, and in the meantime, I I you know take anything I get my hands on, including you know guitars and missing strings, etc. But uh, but anyway, that's that's my story. Um, yeah, Eddie Van Halen changed everything for me, uh, and lots of others. I'm sure. Uh, rest in peace, Eddie. Often duplicated, never replicated. The undisputed king. Thank you. Hi, Nelson. This is Val, OC Angel, Johnny's Angels, calling from Huntington Beach, California. I grew up with listening to Eddie Van Halen way back when I was in middle school and um, high school to college, uh, followed him. The whole family loved him, enjoyed his music and was so sad of his passing, but a memory that um, I have of the group and him are he is that he always sang uplifting, uplifting rock music, always made me feel motivated to do something like jump. So just a little memory of him, and I know a lot of people were so saddened, but um, lots of memories to keep us going and will forever be in our hearts and prayers to the family. Okay, that's it. Thank you. Bye. Have a good day. Bye. Hey, it's Mark Luera from Glendora, California. And where do I start with my love for the greatest American rock and roll band? Um, my Van Halen uh, stories go back, I'm 48, go back probably 42, 43 years that I can remember. Um, I'm the last of five boys growing up in the San Gabriel Valley um, from the city of Rosemead. Um, my brothers who graduated... 74, 75, and 76 from Rosemead High School um, were regulars on the rock and roll party scene. Um, We lived in a little cul-de-sac in the city of Rosemead, and Van Halen played, you know, a handful of my brother's parties when they moved out in San Gabriel, and that's where my love started. Um, But I own every single album on vinyl. Um, I listen to them every single day, and I mean, I can go on for hours, and it seems weird just leaving a message, I'd rather talk to somebody, but uh, Ed influenced so many people, you know, there's so many different uh, stories you hear, especially growing up here in the San Gabriel Valley, of how people interacted with him and whatnot, Um, I am a Van Halen fan, not a Van Hagar fan, but I do love Sammy. And I'm glad that they, you know, uh, buried the hatchet, so to speak, before it passed. And I'm happy about that. And I won't go into that. But uh, I think it's wonderful that you're doing a tribute to Eddie. And I think it's uh, it's a huge loss. You know, when Kobe Bryant died here this year, that was a huge loss. And I'm glad L.A. Radio paid tribute to Eddie here on KLOS. Um, it's a huge loss. And we'll never quite get over this. Um, but anyways, rock and roll and, uh, do yourself a favor, hang up, uh, you know, the show and, uh, play some Van Halen. All right. Much love to everybody out there in the radio land and, uh, God bless you and God bless the Van Halens. And, uh, thanks for all the good times at rock and rule. I've got um I've got another one for you. 
Um, this one I'm going to read alongside uh, my fiance's uh, has one also. I would play this one, but this person actually left their number on this message, and I don't feel comfortable putting that out there. So um, this is from Jackie Gibson. Uh, she she said, I lived in Pasadena, and my adventure with Van Halen is uh, with uh, my younger brother's friend um, because they lived in the neighborhood. Uh, uh, David Lee Roth's father was a physician like her mother. Um, they were Dutch descent, and um, we are as well using their maiden name, um, I'm going to have to redo this later. This is the way kind of how it plays out. It doesn't sound right. I'm going to have to edit this and put that in. But uh, the last thing I really wanted to close out with uh, is, well, my fiance wanted to say cancer is a tough battle to endure as a patient. However, it does affect family members, cancer patients, and their families need support in any shape or form. Just being a friend and being there for the patient makes a difference. Positively, positivity until the end as my mom did before she passed away from cancer. And we all know that Eddie had suffered with throat cancer. And, um, you know, my fiance's mother also suffered from uh cancer and you know it's it's a tough deal so if you know anybody that's anybody close to you that's going through that be there be there for them you know cheer them up be and be there for their family and you know try to make things it's not the easiest thing in the world but be there for them okay well i thank you all for listening in on this tribute show uh, i have more episodes on i know i haven't done one in quite some time my last one was with uh, john valentine uh, go ahead and go back and check out the ones i did with robin mccauley um, paul uh, shortino andrew freeman and this whole discover music that i did in the past um I thank you all for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, please leave a review. All right. You guys have a great one, and I'll catch you next time. Rock and roll! To the Fun Never Ends Podcast with Metalhead Nelson. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.